Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have you back for another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. And just as a reminder, we get gritty here. We share the grace that we all need, love, and deserve for each other and for anyone who's around us. But lastly, we celebrate the glitz, the things that we are doing every day, smashing down walls, making things happen. And perhaps it's just that you made lunch today. It doesn't have to be anything major or monumental, but every day we're moving that pendulum, we're moving that needle, we're just doing a little bit more. And let me tell you, you are in for such a treat today, such a treat to have someone that I met who I just absolutely gravitated to who she was and what she represented. And so today I have Catherine Denizia on the phone and I am so excited to have her on the show to just share with you what she's all about. So before I even dive into her bio and tell you all of her massive accolades, Catherine, welcome to the show. And I'd love you to tee us off with telling us What's something everyone in our in, in your industry should stop or start doing? So first of all, I'm so excited to be here. I can't tell you thank you so much. So I've just got to start there. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with you, Erica. Okay, so here's the thing. It's people need to start doing in the business coaching strategy advising industry. And that is they need to start telling people Actual results may vary. I'm going to say it once more. Actual results may vary. In other words, it's really difficult for anybody to promise 10xing your business, hitting a million dollars in revenue, all of those things. It may be, it may very well be that they have achieved that and helped clients get to whatever it is, the result that they're sharing. But those results are very much dependent on the person who is enrolling in their program or signing up for their offering and what that person, you know, what their desires are, the mindset that they're bringing, um, you know, what their resources and time available are, all of those things come into play, how much they're bringing up themselves to the process. And then that's married to what is the particular framework or the process that that coach is bringing? How much do they care? Are you getting one-to-one time? There's all of those things. And that's why I think there's so many coaches out there because there is a fit for everybody, but not every coach is a fit for everybody. And I think people need to be honest. Yes. And I love that. Like drop the mic. And it's like anything we do in life, right? Like, you know, what are you going to put into it? Like if you want to, you know, run the marathon, but you're only running two miles a day, like it's going to be pretty hard to accomplish by November, right? If you want to write the book, but you're only working on it an hour a week, how is that going to happen? And, you know, I think that's such a common mis- mis- like 
you know, like misconception for people. They go like, oh, I hired a coach. So instantly my life and my business is going to like grow, but they need to be willing to be 50%, 60%, 70% committed. That person's there to, to guide you and to be there and to cheer you on and to help you with strategy. But at the end of the day, you're the one that needs to do the work. You're the only differentiating factor there. Absolutely. And I think you touched on something else that was really important, uh, Erica, is that nothing's instantaneous, right? Everything is a process. As you uh, To use your marathon analogy, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be able to run the marathon. You're going to train over six or nine months or a year to be able to run it. And it's the same thing with re- for results in the business. It takes time, right? Yes. I think people need to realize sometimes it's so small step that's getting up and putting your shoes on and getting out for that first half a mile run, right? And yep. taking that approach. So it's and, both. And don't you think because of the society we live in right now, it's harder than ever? Because I think people... Um, including myself, want instant gratification. You know, we want instant results. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like, you know, you look at anyone that's like, you know, once like didn't know what they were doing and now you see them super successful. Like you don't see all the bumps that they had or the setbacks they had, right? Like it's going to take time and we need to kind of like be real with ourselves that this is going to take time to do whatever you want to do. You know, that that is 100% correct. It's like we we look at people and you know what I'm guilty of it too sometimes. I'm like, "Oh my god, how did this person get to this result already?" It's like, "Wait a minute, how long have they been doing it for?" right? Right. And how much time has it gone through? Here's a great example. I've got a, a client who was featured in print in the New York Times style section this past weekend. And people might think, "Oh my goodness, how did she get there?" She launched her business back in 2014, 2015. That's mm-hmm. eight years, right? Eight years of sticking with it, of not giving up before the miracle, of you know, trying new things. And so I share that because I think your point is correct. And we need to remind ourselves. And I think no matter what business you're in, you know, if you're helping people get from A to B, you need, I don't care what that is, whether it's business coaching or relationship coaching, whatever the business model is, it takes time and you need to show people that it is a process and help them through that process. Yes. And some people, like they could be doing the exact same thing to someone next to them, but sometimes their process may take longer. Well, with that being said, let's face it. Catherine is a former Fortune 500 executive and startup veteran who turned business advisor to female entrepreneurs who want to increase their bottom line in less time, let's face it, we all want that, and doing what they love. I mean, who doesn't want to be passionate about what they do every single day? And let's face it, not every day is going to feel like, you know, roses, but there's going to to genuinely know that you love what you do and you are following a passion and leaving a legacy. So for the past 11 years, she has helped female founders launch pivot and scale their businesses. She sees the human behind the business. She creates custom plans that align with the client's unique goals, strength, vision, resources, and she always injects fun into the process. And I can promise you that because from the minute I met her, I'm like, this woman's a lot of fun. I wish I could like go have like coffee or a glass of wine with her. She lives and works in Brooklyn, New York, and just really is a business coach, a strategist, and just someone you want to watch and be be aligned with. Because, you know, when you align yourself with people like Catherine, you next level your life. And so with that being said, Catherine, my next question for you is if you had an hour extra in every single day, what would you do with it? 
So, and this is a fabulous question. I actually thought about it a little bit because I'm like, hmm, how would it, you know, I would follow my curiosity. I do that as a rule, but I would spend more time doing, mm. doing that. And the reason is there's times I'll say to myself, oh, I shouldn't go down that rabbit hole reading these articles because I can't see how it connects with what I'm doing at the moment. Or I think, oh, it might be a waste of time. And what I've learned is it's never a waste of time. And you never really know how things are going to connect together and following that curiosity. So it's reading the article. It's, I love to write. It's spending 20 minutes that day. Oh, I'm going to write about this particular topic and allowing myself to do it. And what I've always found, whether it's following my curiosity for personal planning a trip or, or business, it all feeds back into the other pieces. And mm. so I think it's so important. And I really enjoy like today, I'm going to clock out early. There's a movie I've heard about 15 times from different people in person, word of mouth. I'm going to the movies this afternoon. Oh my right? goodness. I love it. And, and normally, and it's not easy for me to do when like everybody's telling me to go see this movie at the movie theater. So I'm going to go do that this afternoon. So that's one example. I think it really, um, if people, and I would advise this again, no matter who you are, like follow your curiosity. You just don't know because what I find curious and interesting is different than you. And that's the beauty of it, right? That we're all going to have different pieces that come together in who we are. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So following that curiosity. So like if you're getting that hunch or you keep getting that little tap on the shoulder, like follow it, like lead yourself down that path. And if you decide to go down that path and it's not the right path, it's okay. But don't leave that unknown because there's something manifesting there's something going on behind the scenes that maybe even in your subconscious that you need to explore so Catherine with that being said what is the best compliment that anyone's ever given you that anyone has ever given me oh my goodness um I would have to say um or 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 that you give yourself every day if it's something that you like you know bring yourself up with and so I'm gonna answer I'm gonna answer both I'm gonna answer your first question okay. I'll answer your second Perfect, perfect. And this was years ago. Somebody, I was traveling because I like to travel and I met this person and he was younger than me and we were having this really interesting conversation one night. And um, he said to me, you're interested and interesting. And that, oh, I, that was, I, when he said it, nobody had ever said that to me before. And I wasn't 12, I wasn't 20, I was older. And I'm like, wow, that's a really interesting compliment to pay somebody. Mm -hmm. And I've always remembered that. And I think about that often when I interact with other people. And then the best compliment, because when I heard this question, what, you know, what's the best compliment I can give to myself? That stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, oh, what is that? Right? I have no idea. But then I thought about something else I had listened to recently that prompted me to think about like, if I was, I don't have any tattoos yet. You never know. Never know. Um, but if, if I was to get something tattooed on my wrist that I would be looking at every day to remind myself, what would that be? And what that was immediately, I, I thought, oh, I don't know. And then it was like, oh, I do know. And it, it is, I am enough. Mm. and it was I was going to add always and then I realized like no 
It doesn't need anything. I am enough. I am enough. Period. Yes. Exclamation. No semicolon needed. For anything, for the work I want to do, for why I'm here on this planet, for the relationships, for whatever it is, I am enough. So yes, I love that. I love that. And stop putting all that undue pressure on yourself. Like, oh, I got to be more. I got to do this. And we're guilty of that, right? And sometimes it allows us to get ahead and other times that can actually hold us back. So I love that. Like in that day, in that moment, you're enough for what you need to do, right? Like you have every, you're equipped with everything that you need to tackle that day and take on whatever you, whatever's thrown your way. And one of my sayings is always progress versus perfection, right? Like as long as I'm making progress every day and not trying to reach a pinnacle of what I think is perfection, I don't think it even exists, right? Because perfection can look so different in so many different lenses. But if I'm worrying about progress, my own progress every day and just sharpening my pencil a little bit and becoming that 1% better that day versus the day before, that's enough, right? So that's the one that kind of already resonates with me. I love that. And I, and you know, as a recovering perfectionist, I don't know if you consider yourself the same. Yes, a hundred percent, Catherine. I mean, things that I that I let fly today, errors, and the email gets sent out. I see a mistake in it after. I'm like, hmm, what are you going to do? Before I would have like lost hours of sleep over that. And you yes. learn that part of what makes you know progress over perfection. And then we're none of us are perfect, right? We're never going to be. Perfect. And that's not, we get to connect that way. I don't know what you think about that. I yes, I, I totally agree. And I love that. And like, I'll be honest with you, I'm totally an overcome. Like I used to be like, like you, like everything needed to be so perfect. And then I realized it was like, life isn't perfect. Life is messy. What am, why am I trying to act like a robot? And robots aren't even perfect, right? Like stop trying to fit into a mold that you don't even want to live in, but you're doing it for everyone else because most people don't want perfect, right? Like most people want you to forget the semicolon and be like, you know what? I used a comma instead, or, you know what I mean? Like I forgot, like I always say, I bought the brownies versus baked the brownies, right? Like I didn't show up like, you know, with my hair perfectly done, it became a top knot that day. Like it's okay. And when you're truly living in that authentic self, you just show up so much better and you have so much more energy to give to the other things versus the minute things that don't really matter at the end of the day. And I always say like, listen, when someone's giving my obituary, are they going to, you know, remember that on, you know, when I was 41 years old, I spelt a word wrong or, you know what I mean? Did, you know, made a blooper on a speech or something, or are they going to remember how I made them feel and how I showed up? And, you know, nine out of 10 times, I'm hoping that they remember how I feel, you know, how they made them feel and how I showed up. I love that. Yep. So last question for you that I have today, and I could go on and on because you have so much goodness to like go around, but I know everyone's going to find you in the show notes and reach out to you because you are again, one of those women that you just want to know, you want to gravitate to, you want to be around and, you know, just everything you've shared with us today, but what made you choose this career path and what made you leave corporate America and how do you, how did you come to do like exactly like what you do? Like just walk us, walk us through a little bit about what that, what the twists and turns looked like and reminding these listeners who are listening to this, who have maybe taken twists and turns, maybe they're ready to make a twist and turn. Maybe they were scared, you know, beyond belief to actually do what they're destined to do because that's reality. And I'm sure you were in that phase before you made the decision. 
I absolutely was, Eric. I love this question. So I had worked at a Fortune 500 company in the technology space uh, for a, a good part of my career, originally in Canada. Actually, I'm from Canada, and I was fortunate enough to come to the U.S. with them and uh, did very well with the company. The company grew via acquisition. I got a lot of exposure that way. I was put in a lot of cross-divisional task forces. I, I had a really great opportunity to progress, you know, within the company. And I learned a ton. I was responsible for a business unit. So I, I was responsible for the profitability of that unit, the PL for it. You know, if I needed a team member, I needed to make a case to be able to go get a team member, you know, to help expand what we were doing. And I stayed with them for quite a long time. And then I was living in San Francisco at the time and I, they had an opportunity to go to a startup at the technology startup in San Francisco with a group of friends. And I decided to leave corporate America. So that was sort of like the first wheel turning and go to this startup. And I was building a worldwide reseller channel for them. It was, you know, it was scrappy startup, you know, growing quickly. There were a lot of things. It was a fascinating experience. And that company eventually sold, which was fantastic. And I was left with a bit of time on my hands, hands, sort of second wheel, you know, sort of second cog turning. Everybody else went and got a new job right away. And I decided to travel. I decided I had been working a lot and I was single at the time. And I'm like, I'm just going to go travel. So I let myself do that. And then slowly I started following passions that I would never have done. I started taking writing classes with poetry. And then I decided to go back to school and do a master's degree in London, England, which I loved London. I had done a lot of traveling with my work. And so I let myself do that for a year. And then when I moved to New York, I was at another group of startups and I had been trying to sort of still go out on my own a little bit. I was pursuing writing. I was, you know, doing some writing on the side and just doing a lot of different activities and not sure what my sweet spot was. I was at a startup um, in, in the fashion technology space. And when that ran out of money, the boutique PR firm that we had been using came to me and said, I want to redo my business, like take it back down to set everything about it, the branding, the language, the service offering, how we're talking about it, you know, the people I'm working with, all of it. So I started working with her. That was almost 11 years ago. And she was my first client. And I built out a business that was entirely referral based and kept up with that. And then you know, COVID happened. And like a lot of people, I started thinking, oh, I don't know that how I'm working anymore. And this happens, right? Like people pivot, right? And so I've just been on the last, spent the last two years pivoting what I'm doing, how I'm talking about my business. And I'll be honest with you, this process has been added to, um, you know, part of what I've been able to do is work on my um, spiritual side. Like I bring a lot of time and effort to my personal development. And now the business person I am today and the coach I am today is not the same person I was six, seven years ago when I started down this path. Right. And, and who should be, right? Like you should evolve, you should change, right? 
And it shows so much that you were willing to take those pivots and really what you're essentially doing for your clients right now, showing them how to pivot and how to change and that it's not going to be all beautiful and easy. No, it's, and it's very true. And I work with people who are um, leaving corporate America like right now, right? And they're, they know they want to leave their position. They know they want to launch their business. They've been thinking about their idea for three or four years. They're finally ready to make the move. They're scared for sure, but they finally got to that, whatever that point was for them. And it's yep. different for everybody. It could be having had enough, having an illness or realizing now is the perfect time. They have enough experience. They've saved money up, whatever that is. And so what I find is I love the courage it takes. And I want to help those people, whether they're just launching out of the gate or they've already launched and they want to, you know, scale to the next level or pivot, take all of those wonderful aspects of who they are and what they've done to date bring them into their businesses because they're all subject matter experts. They're of experts, right? And I want to be able to take what I know about running a business, bring that to them so that we can, I can educate them. They can learn. We can have these conversations and then they can take and implement these things in their businesses, learn from them, see what's working and what's not. And then we make adjustments to help them take the next step. Bam. I mean, what a good summary to end with. Like, if you're looking, you're on this podcast, it's because you're gritty. It's because you might be looking for that next thing. Catherine will be a perfect connection for you, right? Like have an introductory call with her. You have no idea where it could lead you or where that idea that just may be festering in the back of your mind could actually turn to. And Catherine's a pure example of that. Catherine, I am so glad you joined us today. I will tell you, reminding our listeners to be gritty, to give themselves the grace, right? It may take time. It may take an extra year to save up. It may, it's okay, but also celebrating the glitz. Like if you've made the decision to move forward in any aspect of your life, it doesn't mean you have to quit your corporate job and do this. It could be, hey, listen, I'm going to do something in conjunction with it, right? I'm sure Catherine can help even with with advice in that that level. And I'm certainly, you know, one of those people. I'm still in corporate America, but I have a lot of entrepreneurial things and I, I wear a lot of different hats and I'm comfortable with that space, right? Not everyone is comfortable with that space and that's okay, but that's what makes me, me and Catherine, Catherine and you, you. And uh, so Catherine, I'm so glad you joined us for Grit, Grace and Glitz today. Um, with that, with that being said, one last word, if I had one word to describe you, what word would you use to describe yourself? Empowering. Ooh, love it. That's one of my favorite words, empowering. So guys, you're looking for someone empowering, reach out to Catherine, follow her on Instagram, look in the show notes to reach out to her. Catherine, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Just putting so much value into the listeners and uh, just want to tell you all to go out there, make sure you're gritty, give yourself the grace and by all means, celebrate every bit of glitz that comes your way. Signing off here from Grit, Grace and Glitz. Have the best, most blessed and beautiful day. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.